Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria back with you and round 10 of the NBL in the books. A couple of wild games to finish off that round. Uh, Monday night, Corey Webster, the game winner for the Wildcats. Sunday afternoon, the Jack Jumpers came storming back to beat the Sydney Kings. And the man who hit the sealer and was massive in the fourth quarter and is entering MVP conversations, Milton Doyle, is on the show today. So sit back, relax. Up next, Milton Doyle. Milt, what's happening, mate? Thanks for joining me on the huddle. Thanks for having me. How's uh, how's life on a three-game winning streak? Uh, it's been real good. Coach is happy, so practice has been a little easier. Everybody's happy around here. Nice, nice. How's life not only on a three-game winning streak, but how's life in Tasmania? How are you enjoying the Apple Isle? Uh, it's been good out here. Nice people out here. Um, like Very family-oriented. Only bad thing is the weather right now. Oh, all kinds of rain? Yeah, rain, windy. Yeah, that's that's what we got in Melbourne. I literally am looking out to just pouring rain and cold here in Melbourne, so I feel you. <laughs> um, okay, so three-game winning streak is good. Life in Tasmania is good except for the weather. How are you enjoying life in the NBL? Because just quietly, the NBL at the moment is falling head over heels in love with you. How are you enjoying being a part of the league? I'm having fun here. Uh, getting back to just having fun with basketball in Europe, it's a little different, uh, not as freely played. So being here, getting back to being myself and playing my game. Is that more about the style or speaking English with all your teammates, the culture? What do you think that is all about? A little bit of everything, but I think the style of play is just a little different. Uh, here, I think it's more... Uh, Americanized and kind of cater like towards like the NBA and G League because you guys have a lot of good players here that go over there and play well in the NBA. So I think that just that style of play here. That's interesting. I was having a conversation with a um to be uh, with a potential next star uh, the other day, and we, I was describing the style of the league, and I was saying that it kind of sits between like in this space that's kind of a between what you would experience in Europe and what you might experience in the NBA or, or in America in the high school system, where in Europe it's so heavily structured, so kind of slow and very yeah. much in the half court bump and grind, which is kind of what Tassie do in the NBL, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Whereas in the NBA and in the States, right, in the high school scene, it's, it's very much kind of up and down, free-flowing, individual. But here it's a little bit of a hybrid of those two. Is that how you would explain it? Yeah, when people ask me, I kind of explain it uh, as being like a little bit of the NBA and a mixture of college basketball. So mixing those two styles. And what what is it that you're finding is working for you of the st- in this style compared to what you experienced in Italy and Turkey the last couple of years? It's not, uh, I guess, position like heavy. Uh, everybody plays freely. Everybody's able to move the ball, share the ball. You get a lot of opportunities to score no matter where you're at on the court. As far as like uh, Europe, you're kind of stuck in your position. You mm-hmm. do the same thing all the time. Like your role is your role. You don't really go outside of it. But here you have a role, but you have the freedom to to play through it and, and do more. 
not everybody has that freedom. You, you've got that freedom because you've, <laughs> you've got that skill set. But you're right. Like, and certainly we from the outside, we get that impression from the jack jumpers. Like you guys don't actually care who scores the ball. The ball yeah. moves. As I'm sure Scott talks about like to give the ball some energy. If the when the ball moves and everybody moves and we play for each other, it's gonna go to the right person at the right time. Yeah, it makes it easy. It makes it fun uh, when when everybody's touching the ball, getting a chance to score. And, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter who's who's scoring. Anybody could get hot at any time, so it makes it fun to play. You actually enjoy playing the game. Well, a couple of you guys got hot at a really important time on Sunday. Let's talk about that that win. You you, you and Jack McVeigh, especially at the offensive end, but as a group, really am- awesome win. And it's the third in a row where you guys in in crunch time have really executed well. But take us back to, I guess maybe take us back to three-quarter time of that game on Sunday because the last couple of three minutes, they went small. Xavier Cooks at the five. He was handling the rock. They were pushing the tempo. All of a sudden, you're down 12 and you're in that huddle with Coach Roth at at three-quarter time. What took place there in that conversation? I think it was just the same conversations we had all game. We didn't change what we were doing. Uh, we stuck to the game plan and everybody stayed consistent and we end up just making plays down the stretch and just locked in a little more on defense. And we made, we got the same looks on offense. We just end up making more shots in the fourth. When I'm calling your games, I always talk about, it, especially against a team like Sydney, it's, it's a battle for the tempo. You know, they're yeah. first in pace, you're last in pace. Who can get control of that? And that stretch at the end of the third, they, they had control of the tempo. He was pushing and they were scoring quickly. How do you do you guys and did you in that game manage to wrestle back control of the tempo in that fourth quarter and and have that final term played on on your terms? I think we just slowed them down, like you said, uh, and kind of played a little bit of full court press, uh, picked up higher, tried to keep the ball out of uh, Derek Walton's hands and make other people make plays because uh, they're they're heavy relying on him. So denying him a little bit and making other people do things that they're not used to doing. You spoke, I'm not sure who you were talking to post game, but you talked about, um, you know, using the system, but getting more comfortable in the system and learning how to get to your spots. What would you describe as your spots on the floor? Uh, I would love like open corner threes, (laughs) but uh, I don't (laughs) usually get those. So just getting uh, anywhere around a free throw area in the paint where I could just shoot my little touch shot or a little pull-up jump shot where I'm comfortable. So that's interesting because in the modern game, um, a lot of people frown on that, that mid-range game, that pull-up game. They say, hey, shoot threes or get to the rim and get free throws, whereas you are killing in that range. Now, you also can do a whole bunch of other things. You can get to the cup. You hit the step-back triple that ice the game, but... That that pull up game at the free throw line, that area. That that. What do you think about that modern view of the game compared to your experience of kicking butt in that area? I mean, I believe in like uh, what they say with the percentages, because playing in the G League is the same thing that we were taught. And you and when you look at the the percentages of the game, most people don't make it, and even if they do, it's a tough shot. So I believe in that. But if you play against a player that's consistently making it, it breaks that open. So it just depends on who you are and, and how good of the person like is in that in that situation. Some people love getting to that spot. Like 
you look at a guy like in the league, DeMar DeRozan, the percentages doesn't matter because that's the shot he's going to take all day, every day. He's going to make it. And it feels like, like Scott Roth also talks about like, he said, I'm not a super smart guy, he says, which is hilarious. <laughs> he is, but he likes to run that line and say, um, I, I don't really coach by the numbers. Is it the analytics and the like? He said, I'm an old school coach. Maybe that, maybe that just kind of works for you, that he has that mentality where, hey, listen, get move the ball, execute, take good shots, get to your spots and shoot it where you're comfortable. Yeah, I, I think it's just a part of the game also when you look at the percentages. Uh like teams like Sydney, they they sit in the paint. They sit those big guys in the paint. So you're not going to get layups over those guys. So the better shot is to just take the little pull-up. It's better than trying to finish over Cooks full speed under the rim. So it's just the, the looks are better also. How are you enjoying having Will Magne in the group? And, and how does he make life easier for you in those actions? Uh, setting, he's out there setting good screens for me, uh, cleaning these guys up and just getting me open downhill. Then his rim presence is is a must, so they have to make a decision whether they're going to stop me or let him catch lob dunks. So I love having him back and being on the court. Was it his pick on that on that final play we, we, on Sean Bruce? Yes. Yeah. Hey, you need to know who's screening for you, man. You, you know, they got to give it's usually, it's usually, it's usually him. It's usually him <laughs> or, uh, or JB. So mm -hmm. those guys set good screens and it makes my life way easier. It was a great screen. Actually. I, I went back and watched how he, you just hesitated for a moment. Like you just paused for a second, which gave him the time to just change the angle slightly got good contact. And that's why you had him, you know, like scrambling and you're able to get him chasing. Yeah. Back. Yeah, and he's he's doing his job, and I'm I'm just got to make the shots and reward him that way. Now, it wasn't just in that game that you're making shots; like you're in a rich reign of form. In fact, nobody in the league is as hot as you are right now. Maybe Bryce Cotton, who's been doing it year after year in this competition, he had 32. Now he's just had 29. He's always hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what? Before we talk about you, let's talk about him. What What are your impressions? He's a legend of our league now. What What are your impressions of him as a bowler? Uh, he's a shot maker. Um, that's just what he does. He makes tough shots. Um, he's able to get to the rim. I like his game. Uh, his reputation precedes itself here. Had you heard of him before you got here? Yeah, uh, I followed the league a little bit, so I I seen what he was doing before I even came out here. All right. Well, what about you though? In recent times, so you had the twenty three against Melbourne, big time late. Fifteen of your twenty three in the second half. You had the 33 against Brisbane, epic in that fourth quarter. You and the squad was all tied up, and then you blew them out of the, the water in that fourth quarter. And then you had 17 of your 25 on Sunday in that second half. What, how are you feeling on the floor right now in terms of your rhythm and, and, and your confidence? I'm just comfortable, uh, comfortable playing my game. Uh, finally seeing, like, how everybody's playing. We got people healthy back playing, so getting the rhythm with these guys. We all know what each other is going to do on the court and they, they know what I'm going to do. So just being comfortable. Was it, was it uncomfortable early at the, at the start of the season or just not as comfortable? Just not as comfortable. You're still learning uh, new league, new, new players on your team. You're, you're trying to gel with, then we had guys going in and out. Even now we got a couple guys injured now, but um just learning, learning spots on the court, learning a new system and, and where you're going to get your shots. 
What's been the key part of that learning for you about the 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 Tassie and Scott's offensive system that you've that you've done over the course of the first half of this season? Just putting the work in. Uh, we do our we call it vitamins. Your your daily just little uh, things you need to take care of and, and practice every day. Then in training, we're we're doing our team shooting and those type of things. So just putting the work in. Hey, um, we were talking before we got started um, about the family. You got the family here. Not not every import who arrives comes with the family, and it's yeah, a big tough. choice, a big decision, right? <laughs> like it brings their life and it takes them to another part of the world. But if you don't have them here, like you're separated, you know, from from your your partner, or your kids, if you've got them and the like. What what was that decision making for you, and 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 how is it for you having your crew here with you? Uh, it was it was a must that they come uh, this year. That was my whole reason in choosing to come to Australia. It's uh, Americanized and the easiest thing. Everybody speaks English, so can't can't complain about anything and finding out anything is is easy to to get around. So uh, it was a must that they they come with me this year. Just because last year in Turkey, I wasn't in a good spot where I was felt comfortable leaving them there while I'm going on the road, just because they wouldn't speak the language and all those other little things. Then the year before was the the COVID year where they weren't let people travel as much. So it was just a time to be around family and and get a little bit of time back that I missed. Were they did they come and visit you in Turkey? Were they there at all? Yeah, they came out uh right now during this time, during Christmas time for about two months. But that was it. And it's a, a ten month season, so you miss miss so much time. And so you spoke about how like you weren't real comfortable like leaving them and going on the road and whatnot. What what was what was harder? in that season in, in Turkey, that the period of time where they weren't there or the period of time where they were? It was harder when they weren't there because it's nothing for you really to do. You just go to practice, uh, go home, you eat with whatever teammates you go out with. But once you're at home, you, you're basically like lonely the rest of the time. So not having anybody around to really just uh, – what you're used to take you out of your, your comfort zone. How, how old are your kids? You told me before I forgot. Yeah. Five and seven, five and seven. All right. Mine are nine and six. Uh, okay. How are they enjoying Australia? Have they, they've made some friends in Tassie. Yeah. Our, our team has uh, a lot of people on our team have kids. They're different ages. They're a little younger, but we do a lot of family events. So they're enjoying it and they got to see some kangaroos. So that's the best part for them. Oh, Nice. They pat them. <laughs> Yeah, fed them and everything. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some some people aren't quite trusting yeah, of kangaroos. <laughs> some people get scared. Yeah, you know, they've seen the videos of the boxing and they're like, you know what? <laughs> I'll keep my distance. But you're all good? Yeah, I'm all good. All right. Um, hey, listen, while we're talking about family, let's talk about your mum. Because, <laughs> because Mama Doyle has become like this other kind of character within NBL 23 because <laughs> she is, I, she's your biggest fan. She yes. obviously just loves you unconditionally and, and she's, uh, she wants to tell the world. She's on social media, um, <laughs> bigging you up, making sure people are not sleeping on you. She, she, and you, with your play, have put you into the MVP conversation. So credit to her. Um, t- tell us a little bit about her and and you know what kind of a mum she's been for you over the journey. Uh, she's been a great mom, been supportive the whole time. Uh, 
she's always been how you see her on Twitter and talking basketball. She played basketball growing up, played in college, actually won a college uh, championship at um, Mississippi Valley State. So she knows the game. Um, and she just uh, always, like, cheering me on the whole time. Love it. Have you seen tape? No, nah, I haven't seen tape. I've seen, I seen the stats book. She was good. She was I give her a second best player on their team. They had somebody that was really good also, but okay, she, she's putting up good numbers. All right, nice. Um, you know, it's interesting though, like because I reckon a lot of people, if their mom was on social media, big up on them, would be like, hey, mom, I love you and I really appreciate it, but hey, just chill. I do all the time. I tell oh, you do? All the time. Yeah. I always tell her like, chill a little bit. Like, I understand you're happy and excited, but chill a little bit. <laughs> But uh, you know what? It's a credit to you that you don't tell her like chill completely. I mean, I know as as like any family member, they're excited for you and happy for you, so they gotta they gotta shout it out to the world. But you gotta let them have their fun too. Love it, love it. And I tell you, she must be having all kinds of fun watching you play right now and watching your team win. What what's what's her setup like? Is she watch live like in the middle of the night? No, uh, if she can, she does. But usually she just watches it the next day on YouTube. Okay. All right. And then she she just enjoys it from there. Um, talking a little bit about your journey, talked a, bit, a little bit about your time in, in Italy and in Turkey. I want to take you the season before that. Take you back to the 29-20 G League season with the Windy City Bulls, where you were coached by a former coach of mine and a former NBL coach in Damien Cotter who was in yeah. charge of that team. Tell us about your experiences of getting, he used to coach the Sydney Kings back in the day. I'm not sure if you know, but yeah. um, okay. What, what were your experiences of being coached by an Aussie in the G League? It was good. Uh, I actually had him my rookie year in the G League. He was an assistant coach when I was in Long Island. So okay. that's my guy. Yeah, right. that's my guy. I like playing under him. An easy guy to play for. Um, very just like, player development oriented and and looking out for your best interest so it was easy to play for him he always made sure i was in the right situation and right spots all the time you do you do those uh you do those damien cotter individuals yeah yeah (laughs) that legit yeah (laughs) um he's he's kind of mellowed over the years back in the day i was with him when he was kind of a young coach just getting started and he was ferocious so he's had a point to prove oh yes Yep. Um, hey, you also had Justin Simon on that squad yep. uh, before he came to the NBL. What was he like as a teammate? One of my favorite teammates. Uh, I got a, I got a chance to chill with him a little bit before the game. I told him it was going to be a long game for him because I knew he was going to guard me. So uh, it's always good playing against one of your friends. Get the bragging right right now. So it's a good guy, though. Nice, nice. Um, ha- we talk about being coached by Damien Cotter. What's the experience of being coached by Scott Roth? I mean, we talk about the league falling in love with you right now. We all fell in love with Scott Roth last season. He'd been in the league prior as an assistant coach with the Wildcats, but I don't know. Last season, he just became this figure amongst the NBL. He's like the, I describe him, he's like the sitcom dad, like from the <laughs> 80s or 90s sitcom. He's like the Ted Danson. <laughs> of the NBL right now where he's kind of like almost like a moral compass in a lots of different, different ways. Um, what's he like working with on the day to day as a head coach? 
I mean, you get to see his energy on the court, and he's that way all the time. Uh, just just his, his emotion for the game and, and everything he brings. But he also has like a chill side where he's just calm, cool, and collected also. So, and just when he's teaching and you get to learn from him and, and understand the game more. So it's been good playing for him. Nice. Hey, um, before we finish up, what, what what do you reckon? You guys are on a roll now, three three game winning streak. Um, you're going to head home and play some home games finally soon. Yeah, fin- finally, big... finally. <laughs> it's, it's been a hot little minute. Since you've been in front of that Jack Jumper, that aunt, aunt, that ant army. Yeah, we've been missing them. What, what do you reckon are the next couple of areas of growth for your squad? Because, like, you're playing well, but so are a couple of other teams, and a whole bunch of teams are going to continue to improve over the second half of this season. So when it gets to the postseason... It's gonna be it's gonna be on. You're gonna to need to keep improving and keep growing. What what are the next couple of areas for that? Do you reckon with your group? Uh, just being better for a full game. We have lapses where it might be one quarter where we just play really badly and they the team just breaks open the score and go up by ten and we got to fight back. So try not to be the the team that fights back in the fourth all the time. Hmm. I think cleaning up that area and just keeping guys healthy. What is it that you tends to fall away in those lapses, those periods where you fall away? Just not being disciplined. Uh, just the little things that we go over and film and stuff, you you see it slip away a little bit from one person and then maybe another. So cleaning up those mistakes and, and having shorter periods of time where we're making them. Okay, nice. Who's up next on the slate? Uh, for the game? Yeah. Cans? Okay. All right. I need you to beat them. I've been on the record saying you guys are going to take their spot. Yeah, we owe them one. They, they whooped us pretty bad. First they did. Game, so. They did right at the very start of the season. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. Um, up against Tajir McCall, Shannon Scott, some guy, some other Long Island net alum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are my guys too. Nice. All right. Well, good luck with that one, man. And uh, great to chat with you. We're loving having you in the league. We're loving watching you play. We're loving watching you kill it in fourth quarters in crunch time. So long may it continue and thanks heaps for the chat. Thank you. I appreciate it.